0: Episode 8 Eyes Wide Open. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo.
1: And Tony DiLorenzo.
0: And tonight we're going to be discussing eyes wide open and what that means for your love life. But first, we are so excited. We We are. We are. I mean, (laughs) it's been a big week for us. Um, We had not one, but two calls to our listener feedback line, and uh, we want to play those calls for you. It was We were doing the happy dance here at the DiLorenzo household, um, and we want a special thank you to these two callers for taking the time to pick up the phone and let us know what they think about what we're doing. So we we want to play these calls for you.
2: Hi, Tony. Lisa, this is Nina in Central Oregon. I just got done listening to your podcast on pornography, and I just wanted to call and let you know that our marriage um, is much better after pornography. I left a note on your blog a few weeks ago about how um, how much better it's been, and even in spite of infidelity in our marriage, how um, how much better our relationship is. And pornography was a huge part of that, both leading up to the affair that we had, and and afterwards. And um, and now that we've overcome that in our marriage, it is it's so much better. Our relationship is just. It's so fulfilling now and the way that we interact together, it's loving. There's, there's no more spite or nobody's trying to hurt the other person. We're truly each other's best friend now and and it's just so amazing. It's, it's truly extraordinary now what we have, what we have after sticking it out and having God's help through it all that, that we have a truly great marriage now. And, um, yeah, I just want to say thank you for, for what you do and, and, keep it
0: up. Thanks. You Nina, know, we just want to say thank you for sharing your story with us and with our listeners. Uh, you bring up so many good points uh, in that short message. It's, it's really packed. I love how you, um, your willingness to share the struggles you and your husband have gone through and also talk about the fact that you've, you've made it through to the other side. Yeah, you know it, it's great to hear that the two of you made a commitment to each other that your marriage was going to work. You were going to you were going to fight for your marriage in spite of Infidelity these obstacles, and right?
1: And pornography, yeah,
0: which are it's, huge and and for some husbands and wives almost seem insurmountable. And you talk about how now, with God's help, your marriage is in such an amazing place. I, I love how you call each other your best friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, very powerful, very powerful testimony there on that call. And Nina, we just wish you and your husband um, many, many more years of being best friends and, and loving being around each other and loving each other. It, it was really, it was such a treat for us um, to be able to hear your story and to be able to share it with our listeners to say, you know what? There is hope. Right. Right if the two of you are willing to work and willing to work together, there's not a lot that that's insurmountable that you can't overcome with God's help.
1: And when the two of you come together, push aside the issue and or not push aside the issue, but come together on the same side of the issue and work together with it. And I want to say for all of you listeners out there, who are maybe coming to us for the first time, or maybe you came across us because of episode seven when we talked about pornography, or our blog post that talked about infidelity. We've heard of a lot of folks going through this issue in this last week or so. And man, do you hear Nina? Do you hear the joy? I'm sure there are many tough times for her. But I want you to hear And if you got to go back, go back and listen to what she's saying, because with God's help, her and her husband are best friends again. I think that's the cool. I think that's the takeaway of Nina's voicemail. Oh yeah, or voice message.
0: I mean, it it was. I we probably don't even know how many times we listened to it. Just you know, reliving her, her Mm -hmm. joy.
1: Yeah, and if you want to, if you want to see where Nina posted the first time, it's on our Valentine's Day rant Mm -hmm. post. That's where Nina posted the first time and said, yeah, you know what, we don't do Valentine's, but we do something 365 days. right? And it was cool because we went, there's a little comment back and forth there. So if you want to see where Nina first came in on the community of, uh, at one, com, find the Valentine's Day rant and uh, you'll see her, her comment there and us replying and her comment back. So thank you, thank you, Nina, for an awesome voicemail.
0: So we want to play the second call for you. Um, This is a call from Anita and I'll let her.
1: uh, Well, one thing I want (coughs) to, excuse me,
0: go ahead. One thing
1: I want to, no, one thing I want to do is, is just to mention how Anita came across us. This is very cool for uh, us. Yeah. (laughs) Anita is one of our, our biggest supporters. And, and, and honestly we have, we have a pretty cool friendship with Anita. Now we've had, Numerous emails back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to our One Extraordinary Marriage fan page, Anita is is right up there, always talking to us, always giving us great feedback, telling us where she is and her husband, Brian, what they're doing. I mean, we just love, we love her interaction. So one day we get an email from Anita and she found us through iTunes. And the cool thing though was is that Anita lives in Alaska and it, it just brought such a smile to mine and Elisa's face to know that our podcast was reaching all the way to Alaska. So I just want—I yeah—I just yeah, I just <laughs> wanted to say thanks to Anita for that and she did call in as well. So we're going to play that here.
2: Hey you guys, this is Anita Heath from Alaska and I was just calling um, after listening to the rest of um the seventh podcast um thank you so much for talking about a subject that um i think needs to be discussed more and being so open and candid about your experience because i know it's really hard um i sent you guys an email as well but i just wanted to tell you in my own voice that you are making a difference in marriages and i just really appreciate you opening up
1: okay thanks
0: so again, that was Anita, and we want to thank her.
1: Yes, thank you, Anita.
0: For uh, for sharing her, a little bit of her story uh, and just her appreciation for what we do here at One Extraordinary Marriage. It's wonderful to get the feedback, whether it comes on our Facebook fan page, whether it comes at the website, com, whether you call in and just say, hey, you know, I like this, or what about this? You know, whatever you've got on your mind, good bad and ugly we want to hear about it Uh, feel free to call in our number is 858-754-9937 and in case you uh, you didn't get that written down it's also on our website Um, so you can go there and if you want to be on the air with us we will play those uh, those listener calls Um, because what we realize is what you are saying and what you share those are experiences that are common to a lot of folks out there. And what we really what we really feel is important is sharing with people that you're not alone. Yeah. In these struggles that you're going through with marriage, so often when there's a problem, you feel really isolated and you start thinking this is only happening to me. Why is this happening to me? And what we what we're doing in building this one community is bringing people together to say, "You know what? You're not alone." I've been there, we've made it through to the other side, we've dealt with this, we we had that same struggle in our marriage, and now, like Nina said, look at where we are. Right. You know, we get to celebrate those extraordinary marriages that are going on out there, so. Um,
1: and the key thing that Elisa said is so true, and we're finding this more and more as we talk to people, they go, I am so glad we're not the only ones. Mm-hmm. And you know what, you're not. right. You're not the only one. We all go through struggles, and a lot of us, and Elisa and I did this for many years, we hide behind this veil of perfection. Mm -hmm. You know, we're always, oh, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. How are you? Everything's great, but inside you're just, it's just nagging at you. Your stomach is just turning, and you know what? We all have something, I'm not going to say all, some of us. Some of you out there may just be perfect, but many of us (laughs) are going through struggles. Elisa and I still, after all we've done, all we've of accomplished in the last two years in our marriage, we still go through times and we talk to a lot of our friends of, Hey, this is what's happening and we're struggling with this. Could you please pray for us? So do know that if you're in a, in a place where you're having some issues Come on, come on board with us. Let us know. Maybe we can help you out. We will try our best to help you out. And if not, we will point you to some other fantastic folks that we trust to get you the help you need. And don't think you are alone. Right. That is the devil at work just turning off the light of Jesus Christ on your life and just keeping you in a dark hole, Mm -hmm. hidden, but you need to get out. You need to profess the sin, the problem, whatever's going on in your marriage, let God know about it. And at that point, he can start doing his work on you. Mm-hmm. Well said. So I'm done with that little rant.
0: <laughs> Are you guys starting to notice that like once a week, you know, Tony gets in a
1: they are just things that I feel very compelled to talk about, and these are these are these are struggles I had, right? Obviously, you know, with pornography, that was one of my struggles, absolutely. You know, and nobody and else your, is out there.
0: Your passion comes through, and I think that's that's something that you know it's one of the things I love about you. When you're passionate about something, you're really passionate about it, and you let everybody know. You shout it from the rooftops, and so that's that's a good thing. It that's also, right. It also leads us to uh, <laughs> some crazy ideas. Because when you kind of get something in your head and you uh, you jump on board. <laughs> you are we ju- talking
1: about eyes wide open?
0: We are talking about eyes wide open. I'm kind of segueing into that. and <laughs> How when, uh, when Tony gets an idea and he starts getting all excited about something, um, I usually have to say, okay,
1: <laughs> what are you talking about? Right.
0: So, so why don't you tell everybody what you talked about this week? <laughs>
1: well, as many of you know, and for those of you who are just jumping in for the first time, make sure to listen to episode one, 60 Days of Sex, because that will... That will give you give you all the information you need to know to where we are right now. So, as many of you know, we did our sixty days of sex. And during that time, what Elise and I were doing was making love for sixty days straight or attempting to do that. And one of the things was is that we wanted to become more intimate. Right. We wanted to do different things. We wanted to change up where we made love. We wanted to do uh we wanted to make love better during the day we just wanted to change it up and you know when we first got married and many of you may um
0: may fall into this common
1: rut yes (laughs) you
0: only have sex at night and in the dark yeah (laughs) the the lights are off because you don't want your spouse to see you naked
1: that's right <laughs> you just don't want to see your other your spouse and it's sort of interesting
0: well I don't, I'm, you know I mean you kind of want to see him but you know but we did it
1: <laughs> well I mean think I, about it I don't we necessarily
0: didn't. think that you didn't want to see me yeah
1: I think, but why I did we always be, have the, the well, why did we always have the lights shut then
0: I, I think it becomes one of those things where even though you're being physically intimate there's still sort of that emotional intimacy and people have a lot of insecurities about their bodies. Did you? I'm sure I did. I I won't even say I'm sure I did. I will say yes, I did.
1: I can't remember that far back.
0: Funny how your long-term memory and short-term memory. I,
1: I don't know if I, what I'm saying is I don't remember that far back to know if I had any insecurities about, you know, and I I possibly did because back then. You weren't we cycling. Got, I wasn't cycling. So I was probably about 40 pounds heavier at the time.
0: We were both heavier. Yeah. We were both heavier and so maybe and,
1: there were some insecurities on my part I don't know
0: and again I don't know that it was you I mean it was most uh, you know I'm willing to take the blame for this one um and well, you, you probably just to went blame. you probably you just to went along blame. with it but that was our that was when we did but that's it. what we did at night in the dark
1: I don't think we ever'm I'm, I'm not gonna say ever we may have made love maybe once twice three times on a living room floor in an apartment
0: maybe i I wouldn't swear to that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was in our bedroom. Yeah. At night, lights off. Yeah. You know, if we got lucky and we were in a hotel, ooh, change of scenery.
1: But the lights were still off.
0: Well, of course. <laughs> of course. I was naked. Lights yeah. off.
1: Yeah. So anyways, over the 60 days, you know, we did do different places. One thing that we really started implementing in our bedroom were candlelight, mm-hmm. making love by candlelight. We have a dimmer switch on our can lighting in our room. Highly recommend. But before that time, I don't think we ever used it to actually leave the lights on and make love.
0: No, that was usually just me turning the lights down so that I could stay up reading and you could go to sleep. That's how uh, we used. I think. it.
1: I think it was more of you rejecting <laughs> me by reading longer.
0: Okay, I'll go with that too.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. I-
0: I'm willing to take that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that.
1: So in, in in any case, we we were in this rut, I guess. You could call a rut. I don't even know if I'd call it a rut. Anyways, we would just make love. That was just our habit. Yeah, it was just our habit. I mean, it was lights off and we'd make love. So we overcame that. Mm-hmm. We ended up, and we still do to this day, make love many times during the day when the kids are gone. We do make love when the... Candles are on. We have candle lit making love sessions.
0: We um put wall sconces, candle yes. sconces in our bedroom, and
1: no, we no, I put those up. Remember, I, remember, I those bought are, them. Yeah, but they were sitting on the side of your bed for like six months until one weekend. I think you were gone, and they mm-hmm. were driving me nuts. So I picked them up and put them on the wall.
0: It was a team effort. Somebody well, had to was, buy them. No,
1: not I bought team, them. No, you put them up. No. No team ever get out of here.
0: <laughs> if I hadn't bought them, we wouldn't have candlelight. I
1: under, I understand that. But they just sat on the side of your bed for six months.
0: Okay, let's go back to the topic, please. Okay,
1: so we're back on topic, sorry. <laughs> so, last week I was driving around and I was thinking of how Elisa mm-hmm. and I could become more intimate during our physical act, our, our, our sexual time together right and i got this harebrained idea that we would keep our eyes open through the whole lovemaking process through climax and this is this is something new for elisa because when i brought it up she was sort of like okay that (laughs) sounds good and for me i've been keeping my eyes open
0: okay i have to interject here did i really say that or did you hear that in your head thinking that that's what i said
1: I don't know what it, I I think
0: I I just kind of looked at you going, "Uh uh-huh, where are you going with this? That sounds a little more like me. Does it? The, I think that'll be okay, or I think that's good, whatever you just said, that doesn't sound like me. I, I thought you said okay. In your head, you heard that. (laughs) (laughs) It was not said out loud. I think that's what you wanted to hear. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Are
1: you sure? I'm pretty sure I did not
0: jump on board with you right away. Go ahead. Okay, so, well, so you what had I, this idea. I just, I just had to. Interject what I heard
1: it. is Elisa going, <laughs> "Okay, we're going to go for this," and not in th- those words. But I was like, "All right, cool." And anyways, in my, in my mind, this was sort of cool because I'd been doing this a little bit prior to bringing this up, and it's really amazing when the lights are on to be able to really look at Elisa's face when we're making love, and I thought it was really cool. And now it's not something I do every time, but it's something that we that I had done and so I brought this up to her she agreed so on Thursday night sure we made love (laughs) and that was the first night we 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 decided we you know we talked about it before we were making love and we said you know what tonight we're gonna just keep our eyes open throughout what was your take on it what did you think
0: it was incredibly intimate I mean it definitely added a whole new level to being to love making um, I think because when we close our eyes it's it 's all about us, you know what we 're experiencing what we 're feeling, and when your eyes are open and you're looking at your spouse and you 're looking at what your spouse is experiencing with you, it really unifies that action it 's not just about the physical, it really becomes about the emotional you know they say the eyes are the window to the soul, um, and so when you're looking in someone's eyes. When you're in that most intimate of moments, Mm -hmm. um, it was. I mean, it was. It felt awkward.
1: That's the first word you said when we were done. Yeah, I I mean, (laughs) you you didn't say anything. You didn't say anything like, "Ooh, this was sort of." The first question I asked is, "How would you think?" And you're like, "That was awkward."
0: It was awkward because we've never. I've never done that, I didn't know you were watching me. But
1: well, your eyes weren't <laughs> open, so you wouldn't know it, and I had no reason to tell you that I was watching you.
0: Once again, I didn't ask, so I didn't know. <laughs> yes. yes, I would say it was awkward, but as I reflect on it now, uh, it was incredibly, incredibly intimate. And mm-hmm. like I said, it added a whole new level. Um, but it would it, I think, would take me a while to feel comfortable and have that become just sort of
1: routine. I don't want to say routine. I don't routine. want to say routine.
0: Natural. Yeah. I think natural where.
1: Well, don't forget, we've been making love for 13 years. So I think it would take some time to get over that.
0: Right. Yeah. Undo those habits. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like our four year old learning how to not suck her thumb. And right. wow. After four years, that's a struggle. Yeah. Sorry a, for the aside. <laughs> <that's>
1: another topic.
0: <laughs> anyway. So what did you think with me having my eyes open that time?
1: I thought it was very interesting. It, it was just interesting for me to watch your face, and it was it was almost like me watching you watching me.
0: <laughs> well, I was watching you, so that's a good that's a good observation. But, but I was
1: almost like reading your facial expressions by what my face was making. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it was just sort of weird because. It, it it was it was really cool. I thought it was I thought it was very intimate. Mm-hmm. Probably probably one of the most intimate ways that we've ever made love. Mm-hmm. You know, with our us just really looking at each other. And I remember there were a couple of times that we were we were just sort of talking to each other a little bit in there. Right. I don't remember what was said, but I remember us just sort of just, we were talking while we were we were making love and just looking at each other. And I just felt so close to you mm-hmm. you know that it was just it was really cool i thought it was really cool
0: right i think i think you know tony used the word interesting and weird and i used the word awkward uh these are all i think anytime you try something the first time oh, those are going to be those are going to be your reactions so while we while we talk about how intimate it was and you know, obviously we've had almost a week now to reflect on this um it is something that and we haven't
1: think, made love since then
0: no because we're back on your days. Yep. Europe. Yeah, I'm. up. <laughs> so, um
1: but I would say we're going to we're going to do it again.
0: Right. It's it's not something that I'm opposed to doing and I'm like no, we're never doing that again. Right. Um but the the other part of this, you know, kind of backing up and you know, Tony mentioned this, we talked about it. You know, Tony wanted to try something new in the bedroom. Mhm. And so he brought it up in well, he brought it up outside of the bedroom. Yeah, I, I don't know. We were talking one night. We were probably working on the website or something. And um, the fact that he brought it up prior to... It wasn't like, you know, we're getting ready to make love. And he's like, hey, I want to do this.
1: Well, I've learned with you with that. If I try to do that, it's it's definitely going to be a no.
0: Right. But what I'm saying is, is that it's important for couples to... Discuss. To ex- explore and discuss their lovemaking. Mm-hmm. You know, if couples... one one of our um facebook fans had written in that you know she was listening to a sex therapist and they were talking about this idea where you spend 15 minutes a week or whatever you decide on where you sit down and you talk about what you'd like to try right in your sex life and you know whether it's new positions or you know you want the lights on or you want to you know eye to eye contact you spend the time you make a date <laughs> 15 minutes to talk about it. And then the next time that you're making love, you've already had the discussion.
1: And then it's just implementation. And
0: then it's just implementation. It's just saying, okay, you know what? We're going to, tr- would you be willing to try it this time? Mm-hmm. And that answer might not always be yes, right. but because it's been discussed outside of the bedroom in a non-threatening, open discussion type format, there's more opportunity for there to be an exchange. Well, you know what? I'm not sure I'm ready to have the lights full on or to make love during the day. How about, how about if we just set the dimmer switch a little bit higher, right? You know, you can do baby steps Mm -hmm. getting to what, you know, the spouse wants, you know, the first spouse wants, you know, and, and works with, you know, the husband or wife to say, okay, you know what? Here's what I'm willing to do Right. because there's a comfort level as you try new things in your bedroom. And I think, I think the ability to discuss your sex life leads to so much more openness and intimacy um, because you can have these conversations saying, Well, I want to, what about this? Yeah. You know? Could we make love in a different room in the house? Ooh. Mm. You know, could we do candles or, um, you know, aromatherapy or. Outside the house, outside the house, rose petals. I, you know, the sky's the limit. It's you're really only limited by your imagination and what the two of you are comfortable with. But start thinking outside the box, you know, go into your bedroom with your eyes wide open and really, you know, look at your spouse and say, Well, what do you want to try? You know, or if your spouse brings it up to you, be be open to having the discussion. I yeah. think even if you're not comfortable with the idea.
1: I think a lot of it is just being open to the discussion because we didn't end up here without discussing a lot of stuff along the way. It right. wasn't like one day we're just like, woohoo, we are just going crazy in our bedroom. It took years to <gasps> yeah. get to that point in in discussing. And, and like I said earlier, I mean, during the 60 days of sex, we never discuss this. So for many of you thinking, oh, Tony and Lisa just, oh, that's what they do. No, I mean, you got to figure we had 40 nights out of 60 where we made love and not once did we ever come to this point of, oh, we're going to have our eyes open. And that is a year and a half ago. Right. So it takes time, you guys. I mean, and gals. It takes time. It's baby steps. I know we want things to happen fast, but sometimes it's just you got to let it go with the flow and you got to just be open for discussion with mm-hmm. your spouse and the the one thing is is that there are certain things that I know in our relationship that at least it just will not do and that's just that's it's a no item and so i respect that and i think on both sides you need to respect your spouse when it's a no item right that it, you,
0: your marriage your bedroom it needs to be a safe
1: place. place right and so that that is a that is a place where you got to just go okay it's not cool can we do this and or this and Elise and I have had those discussions as well which have led us up to me coming up with the idea of our eyes wide open mm-hmm. and so I look forward to many more lovemaking sessions with our eyes open and to get over the awkwardness of it right and really sort of really really get the whole the the whole intimate part of it i guess i don't know what i'm trying to say to I, I
0: think you're talking more about the emotional yeah. connection um, you know love making it, it's a very you know it is a physical connection and y- when you take it to another level mm-hmm. which i think is what happens when your eyes are open you, you've suddenly you know we've suddenly brought this emotional tie tie in this connection because now I'm not wrapped up in my own head about well, what's going on with me. I'm looking at you giving and getting feedback right, on what this experience is like for us. Yeah, It's really... Um, it's been cool, it's, it's, it's been cool. cool.
1: It's, I mean, this is just the one time. So it, it, as you can tell, I, I'm a little discombobulated at times even just talking about it because I'm still trying to wrap my my mind about it or around it, but we wanted to bring it up to you guys. And to let you know this is something we're doing right now and i'm sure we'll talk about it more because it's just something new for us Mm -hmm. and i thought again i think it was pretty cool so
0: very much so well our time is almost up um, for this week's show we did want to share one last experience that we had this past week we spoke last night Sunday night uh, at the Church of Rancho Bernardo's fireside chat, one of their inaugural chats. and basically what they're doing uh, at the Church of Rancho Bernardo is bringing couples together to talk about marriage, different aspects of marriage. And so we were invited to speak and share our story. Quite privileged to do so. and it was it was phenomenal. There was were awesome. nine couples including us. We were literally sitting in someone's living room and we shared our story where we've been. Um, those of you that have been listening, you know about our struggles with our finances and with pornography and, um, with the loss of our son, Andrew. And, um, what am I missing? Oh, just with the 60 days of sex. Mm. And (laughs) I'm like, there's something really important that I'm, that I'm missing. And so we shared that, um, for the first half And then we opened the night up to discussion and to questions. And so we fielded questions on our story and our thoughts on relationships and perseverance and commitment. And um, it was really awesome. It was really awesome. And we had couples there uh, married as little as 14 months to 63 years and everything in between. And it was just, it was such a dynamic evening. Mm-hmm. I you know I wrote the uh, the marriage and family pastors at the church at Rancho Bernardo and thanked them for giving us that opportunity. Um, I know that we were the ones invited to speak, but I got so much out of hearing
1: other people's stories and their struggles, and mm-hmm. it's what we talked about early on in this podcast. Was you're not alone, right? And that was, I think, the big takeaway from this is mm-hmm. that. You know, a lot of us are having struggles somewhere and so true. you need to be yoked up with either a counselor mm-hmm. or another couple or in a small group that can help you along.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it really felt, even though this wasn't a small group, it really felt like a small group for those of you that, um, have been plugged into small groups before, you know, you kind of have those, just that that warm friendship feeling. And you know, Mm -hmm. here we were 18 strangers, relative strangers, Mm -hmm. uh, sitting in this home sharing.
1: Well, yeah, very
0: intimate details of our married life. And obviously we were a little more in depth than, than most everybody else, but there was so much wisdom and love. Yeah. I, I really, you know, and that's a word that I use very deliberately. There was a lot of love, in that room, not just for marriage, but there was a sense of community that was built just by having people share their experiences. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to that end, um, if you're in a small group or if you're involved with marriage ministry at your church and think that something like this fireside chat would be something that your group would be interested in, we would love to talk to you about coming and, and speaking to your group. Um uh, putting together a fireside chat, but be it for your small group, be it for your marriage ministry. It's, we love the intimate settings and, you know, little light appetizers. It's really, it was, you know, chair set up, set up around the living room and Costco appetizers, which they had the cream puffs, <laughs> <laughs> a small weakness of mine. Um, but let us know yeah you know because we'd love to we'd love to talk to you about it we'd love to set something up we're very open to sharing our story as you all know and letting couples know that they can make it through yep they absolutely can so we want to thank you for joining us this week do you have any parting thoughts
1: I don't. I just I just want to thank everybody like always. It's just awesome to hear your feedback. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you have any feedback for us this week, again, voicemail, please leave us your voicemails. We love it. As you heard, we got our first two this week. I would love to have another one or two next week. Ask your questions, give us your comments, give us your feedback. I love them. So please do that, or email us at asktony at marriage dot com, or askalisa at marriage dot com. And what's our number again? Just give them that
0: eight five eight seven five four nine nine three seven. The website is oneextraordinarymarriage.com. dot com, and uh, we look forward to continuing to build this amazing community um, that you all are a part of. Yep. So until next week, love,
1: love you guys.